What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about actress Gwyneth Paltrow and the movie Blow the Man Down. But first, let's talk about actress Gwyneth Paltrow. I feel like Gwyneth Paltrow is one of those artists whose life outside of her work affect how we think of her. We do not think of Gwyneth Paltrow as a great actress, and that's exactly what I think she is. I think she's like Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. We know so much about her. We have so many opinions about Gwyneth Paltrow, the person that we almost forget why we enjoyed her in the first place because of her acting abilities. Because people view her as kooky and because she owns Goop, which is controversial to some people, and just as her life as a celebrity, we don't respect her work the way that we should. I think Gwyneth Paltrow is a fantastic actress and when she's on screen, she's really one of the best working actresses of the past 20-something years now. Just look at the list of directors who put Gwyneth Gwyneth Paltrow in their movies, starting with Seven, David Fincher, one of the best filmmakers alive, Part 8, Paul Thomas Anderson's first film, another great filmmaker, Anthony Magella puts her in The Talented Mr. Ripley alongside Jude Law and Matt Damon. Then in the 2000s, she's worked with Wes Anderson in the Royal Tannenbaums, James Gray in the movie Two Lovers, Steven Soderbergh in the movie Contagion. These are some of the best directors living, and they continue to put Gwyneth Paltrow in their movies. That's all that needs to be said about Gwyneth Paltrow's star ability and her acting abilities. The best directors want to work with her because she is such a good actress. I mean, a lot of people are talking about the new Emma starring Anna Taylor-Joy, but the one star Gwyneth Paltrow is fantastic. She shows her early star potential there. She's funny in it. She can be a bit dramatic. That's the type of character that Gwyneth Paltrow can play and lead a movie like Emma. But the absolute moment she became a star was winning that Academy Award for Shakespeare in Love. She is great in that movie. That is an all-time really good performance with Joseph Fiennes. I mean, that movie really holds up. I know we all talk about how Saving Private Ryan should have won the best picture, and I wouldn't argue it, but I love Shakespeare in Love. It is a fantastic movie, and it shows how great a movie star Gwyneth Paltrow was. She is fascinating in that movie. That is an all-time performance for me. I think you can make an argument that Gwyneth Paltrow should be on that list of the best actresses in the 1990s alongside maybe Winona Ryder. I mean, look at the five movies she made in the 90s. Seven, directed by Fincher, like I said. Heart Eight, the Paul Thomas Anderson's first film. Emma, Shakespeare in Love, and the talented Mr. Ripley. How many actresses were five for five in the movies they were in in the 1990s? I mean, come on. That's when Gwyneth Paltrow made a name for herself, and that's how she became a movie star. And then it felt like in the early 2000s, we forgot how good she was, even though she's fantastic in the Royal Tannenbaums where she, her character is in love with her stepbrother played by Luke Wilson. They have all-time great chemistry in that movie, by the way. I mean, that's another thing I really like about Paltrow. She doesn't seem to have a character type. She plays different characters. I mean, the character in the Royal Tannenbaums is nowhere near the same character as Shakespeare in Love. She doesn't have an archetype. She plays very vastly different characters in movies, and 
she's quite effective doing any type of role. My absolute favorite performance by Gwyneth Paltrow is in the movie Two Lovers, where she co-stars alongside Joaquin Phoenix. This is a vastly different character than I've seen from Gwyneth Paltrow. She's playing kind of this character who's out of control, a party animal. It's so different than what we've seen in the past from Gwyneth Paltrow. It was when I really thought to myself, wow, this is one of the best actresses. It reminded me how good Gwyneth Paltrow is, and it's no surprise that it was directed by James Gray. He is so good at getting great performances by movie stars and he got the absolute best performance by Gwyneth Paltrow I've ever seen. I mean she's one of the few who's gone toe to toe with Joaquin Phoenix and stood her ground and also gave a great performance alongside. It wasn't all, it wasn't the Joaquin Phoenix show. I was just as interested in Gwyneth Paltrow's character and that's saying a lot because Joaquin Phoenix is one of the best actors of our time but Gwyneth Paltrow showed that she is one of the best actresses of our time. Her character in the movie is having an affair with an older man while also hanging out a lot with Joaquin Phoenix's character and then falling for him. I think it's the most complicated character Gwyneth Paltrow has ever played, but she also made that character likable and so much fun to watch on screen. Then in the late 2000s, Gwyneth Paltrow reclaims her movie stardom by co-starring in the movie Iron Man alongside Robert Downey Jr. I thought she's really good as Pepper Potts in these movies. She was also in Infinity War and Endgame's I think she's really good as Pepper Potts, particularly in the first Iron Man. I I don't love her role in Iron Man 2 or Iron Man 3, but in Iron Man, she's really effective in the role. I think another thing that makes Gwyneth Paltrow a great actress is she has chemistry with literally anyone she's on screen with, starting with the movie 7 with Brad Pitt. I mean, they were dating in real life, so clearly they should have had chemistry, but they really do have really good chemistry that by the time that terrible thing happens to her at the end of that movie... You feel Brad Pitt's pain. Then, in the movie Heartache, she has tremendous chemistry with Philip Baker Hall and John C. Riley. Shakespeare in Love with Joseph Fiennes. Talented Mr. Ripley, she has tremendous chemistry with Matt Damon and Jude Law. The Royal Tannenbaums with Luke Wilson. Two Lovers with Joaquin Phoenix. And Iron Man with Robert Downey Jr. She has believable chemistry with all of these people because she's a really good actress. I get it. People get annoyed that she forgets the fact that she was in Spider-Man Homecoming and people are annoyed by that fact. But just look at her work as an actress. She is one of the best. Just look at her resume. It, it speaks for itself. The movie she's been in, the Oscar she's won. She is a tremendous actress. And she's really good at choosing challenging roles. She's not playing the dull, boring girlfriend. She is in interesting movies that are about things like Seven, like Hard Eight. That's not the boring girlfriend role. Emma is a lead role. Shakespeare in Love is not the boring romantic role. She's not. She's doing something interesting when she's choosing these roles. And yeah, there have been some bad movies in the early 2000s. I'm thinking Bounce with Ben Affleck. That's a particularly bad movie. But overall, I think her resume is pretty solid. And I think some of her performances in the 2000s have been ignored. Like I said, Two Lovers is a tremendous 
tremendous film by Dreams Gray starring Joaquin Phoenix and Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow is all-time good in this role. It is so different than anything she's ever played. I highly recommend you check out Two Lovers and tell me after seeing that movie that you don't believe Gwyneth Paltrow is a good actress. Again, here are the movies starring Gwyneth Paltrow that I highly recommend you checking out. Seven, Heart Eight, Emma, Shakespeare in Love, Talented Mr. Ripley, The Royal Tannenbaums, Two Lovers, Iron Man, Contagion, Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie Blow the Man Down. Here's a quick synopsis of the film. Two sisters from East Cove, Maine, Mary and Priscilla Connolly, are mourning the death of their mother when, on the night of her funeral, Mary meets a mysterious stranger at a bar and feeling in danger, she accidentally kills him. And with the help of her sister, they try to cover it up. This film might be the best film of 2020 thus far. I mean, I've seen Big Time Adolescence. That's the best comedy. But this might be the best overall film. It has an exciting plot. It has some exciting new stars that I haven't seen in a movie before. This might be my pick for best movie of the year thus far. Again, it's got everything going for it. Starting with the breakout stars of this movie. First, Sophie Lowe is the real breakout star here, playing this soft-spoken character, Priscilla, who doesn't want her sister to leave because she'll be left alone in the pressure of keeping her home and her family business alive. This is just one of those performances that doesn't have a lot of dialogue that just works. Every time she's on screen, you're like, what is this character thinking? You know she wants to help her sister out, but she really doesn't want to be in this situation. Then you have Morgan Saylor, who's playing Mary, who's playing this character who's mortgaging her future for her family. And now that her mother has died, she feels like she's trapped in Maine for the rest of her life instead of going back to school. And then, like I said, she goes to the bar the night of the funeral and accidentally kills a man who felt dangerous. So again, she's feeling a lot of pressure and both of these sisters have to unite in a time where they are grieving to hide the fact that one of them killed a man. Margot Martindale, a really well-known actress who I really loved in the movie The Hollers, which was one of the early films directed by John Krasinski. She's in this movie, and for the first time ever, she plays the villain, and she's really good in the role. She's an old family friend of the sister's mother. All throughout East Cove, people want Margot's character to stop her life of crime and just retire. I mean, that's the basic theme of this movie, is that everyone in her life wants her to stop her life of crime. Even the women that started with her in the beginning. Actor Will Britton is terrific as Officer Bates. He's playing like a familiar cop character who's looking for the truth and for the first time is seeing corruption up close. Like he doesn't understand why the other cops don't just arrest Margot Martindale's character. Like she's clearly a shady character. But she, of course, has connections with the other cops. She's been in this area for far too, for far longer than he has. And he's like this first-time cop who's just learning that not everything's on the up and up. The last actor I want to talk about in this movie is Ebon Moss Backrack. This guy is just so good on screen. He is the definition of a scene-stealing actor. If you've seen him in Girls or you've seen him on The Punisher, this guy is just all-time good 
good. And in this movie, he really has a scene-stealing moment or two. Like I said, he's in Girls as Desi, Marnie's music partner and future husband. And in The Punisher, he's David Lieberman slash Micro. I mean, this guy is just so good. I want to see him be the lead character of something because every time I see him on screen, he brings like this chaotic energy. Somebody make Ebon Moss backrack the lead of their movie, please. Now I want to talk about the directors of this film, Bridget Savage Cole and Danielle Crudy. They created this film in an ultra-specific place and were able to tell an interesting and entertaining noir-like tale about two sisters. I really think that's why this movie works. Like, I feel people think when they're ultra specific it's why it turns people off but it ultimately makes the movie feel authentic for example ben affleck's first two movies directing are gone baby gone and the town those are so oddly specific to boston that they work you want to be in that place you want to feel the energy of that place especially if you're not from there and the same thing for blow the man down i don't know anything about maine but this movie makes Maine seem kind of cool and kind of this weird place that's so ultra specific and the place almost becomes a character in the film like Boston and Gone Baby Gone and in the town and the same for blow the man down, Maine becomes a character in the movie itself. I feel like some movies just try to make their setting some ultra generic city like New York and don't make the setting important. I feel like the setting of movies are super important to me caring about what is going on in the movie. Yes, the characters matter, but the setting to me matters almost just as much. I want to care about what's going on around these characters, what situations they're in, where they live, the setting to me matters. People have been comparing this film to like Coen Brothers films like Fargo, but for me, while I was watching it, the one movie I thought of was Kenneth Lonergan's Manchester by the Sea. And like it, Blow the Man Down has like this somber tone with some surprising humor. Both movies take place in New England. Manchester by the Sea, of course, takes place in Manchester, and Blow the Man Down takes place in Maine. Both films deal with grief, yet in very different ways. And again, the setting makes both of these movies so much better. Watching Manchester by the Sea and them driving in the snow, you feel cold. Watching Blow the Man Down, you feel cold in Maine. You feel like it's this fisherman paradise. You're like, the setting matters in both of these films gigantically, and I think that's why people like both of these movies. Both Manchester by the Sea and Blow the Man Down have such great, well-developed characters, but the setting is almost just as interesting as the main characters of the film. Another thing I loved about this movie was the differences of two sisters between Mary and Priscilla. Priscilla loves living in Maine. She loves that lifestyle. She loves running the family business. She loves living in a place where everyone knows each other because it's the only thing she's ever known and she really enjoys that lifestyle. But Mary is the opposite. She wants to have an adventure. She wants to go to college. She wants to explore the world outside of Maine. I thought that aspect of the movie was so realistic because all the time you can have two siblings go through the same life experiences and one feel one way about where they live and the other feel the exact opposite. 
it. Priscilla likes the family lifestyle and she wants to keep living that way and Mary wants to pave her own path in life. And at the beginning of the film, that's the real conflict between these two sisters. Priscilla wants Mary to stay because, again, that's all Priscilla's used to is having her sister with her in Maine. It's a lifestyle she doesn't like change and Mary is willing to change everything up in a flash. I mean, while they're both in mourning, they do have opposite reactions to their mother's death. Priscilla's like, I've got to keep this house. I got to keep the family business going. And Mary's like, I've got to go out on my own and prove my own way. And both of those reactions are justified. I mean, Mary has already given up years of college to help take care of her mother while she was ill. She wants to go out on her own. And Priscilla wants to keep doing the same things because she enjoys it. And Mary just doesn't enjoy living in Maine the same way that Priscilla does. I also think their dynamic was so realistic to what an older sister, younger sister dynamic is. I mean, I feel like in most cases, the older sibling would want to be the one to keep the family name going, and the younger sibling would want to be the one to go out in the world and explore. What I love is what the movie is really about is that when one sister gets into trouble, the other sister is willing to do anything for that sister to help them out in their time of need, even after getting into an argument the night before. One of the biggest reasons why Blow the Man Down works as a movie is because the plot does not feel over the top. It feels somewhat realistic, and you're rooting for these two sisters because you know deep down they are good people. You do not want Mary to go to prison for killing a criminal at any point during this movie. You want the main characters to get away with with the crime, not because of their anti-heroes, but because they're actual good people who just got into a tough situation and they are dealing with the death of their mother. You want the characters to get away with it. That's why this movie works, because you're rooting for Priscilla and Mary. I think what I liked most about this movie was that the performances of Sophia Lowe and Morgan Saylor were as these calm leading characters while chaos was going on around them. All the other characters were over the top. Margot Martindale, Will Britton, Eben Moss Backrack. All of these characters, supporting characters, were just going for it while these two leading performances were just calm and steady. For the most part, that's what I like in a movie. And the last thing, this movie proves you can make a smaller movie that can have an exciting plot and feel like a blockbuster without actually being one. You don't need to make a hundred million dollar movie to make it feel great grand scale because Blow the Man Down feels pretty epic and even though it's about a real life situation, it feels epic in scale. The plot, the setting, the characters, they carry this movie to feel big in stature even though it's a smaller movie that was put on Amazon Prime on a Friday, it feels like a grand old movie and it is a fun, entertaining, wild ride with really good performances. Kind of an eerie ending. I mean, throughout the movie, there are these sailors singing the actual song Blow the Man Down, which I thought was kind of horrifying, but also felt really epic. Like, these directors did a fantastic job of making a smaller movie feel like a grand adventure 
blockbuster type film. If I told you a noir film took place in Maine, you would think it was boring. That's why this movie is so great. It's such an unexpected hit. You wouldn't expect a movie set in Maine to be this interesting. Movies don't have to be set in New York or Boston to feel great. Just make a movie about an ultra specific place and make it feel relatable like a sibling bond between these two sisters. Have an interesting plot like a murder happen in your movie and you can have a really great movie with characters that you care about. Near the end of the movie, the sisters start to learn more about their mother's past, which I thought was also another really fascinating aspect of this film, is realizing who your parent really is and that they had just lost their mother. I mean, that's just another layer of this movie. There's so many things about Blow the Man Down that make it a really good movie and I definitely recommend you check out Blow the Man Down, starring Sophie Lowe and Morgan Saylor. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There will be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. This week, I put the spotlight on actress Gwyneth Paltrow and the movie Blow the Man Down. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on the comedy series Miracle Workers Dark Ages and the movie The Banker, starring Anthony Mackie, Samuel L. Jackson, and Nicholas Holt. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. 